Have you heard The Message, an original science fiction podcast from Panoply and GE Podcast Theater? All of season one is available now, so listen and find out why a 70-year-old alien recording seems to be killing people. Search for The Message on iTunes. Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate your life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. And it's already the middle of December, I can't believe it, which means that New Year's is right around the corner, which probably means that everyone or someone or a few people have asked you what your New Year's resolution is going to be. I'm not really one to keep resolutions, and I do feel like you should really be able to set one whenever you want, like not just January 1st, but I also understand that there's something about having an entire year ahead and a clean slate that makes it really appealing to do so. So I thought that for the next two episodes, I'd focus on two big resolution bucket areas, whatever you want to call them, money and career. So today is money. And I'm joined by two writers from Money Magazine, Donna Rosado. She joins the show again, and she's a senior writer for Money.com. And Alicia Adamchak, she is social media editor and writer for Money.com, fellow 23-year-old. And we've both admitted to taking fruit home from the office when we've forgotten to go grocery shopping. I thought it would be fun to have someone a little more on my level so we could be a team. But I was talking to Alicia before the show, and I'm realizing that she knows a lot about saving, investing, and all financial must-knows that still confuse me. So my uh, my plan sort of backfired. But regardless, the three of us are here to discuss a few money resolutions everyone should make in the new year. You can pick one or you can be amb- ambitious and go for all of them. Whatever you choose, Donna and Alicia will help us figure out how to make them achievable. So welcome to both of you. Welcome Thank back you. to Donna and welcome for the first time to Alicia. Thanks. It's good to be here. So first of all, Alicia, we both graduated in 2014. So we were sort of in the same playing field. In this, you know, looking back at your last year, we're about to have January 1st, so it's also a good time to kind of reflect. What do you feel like you've learned, you know, what do you feel like you've learned and, and really accomplished in terms of or getting your financial self organized? And what do you what do you still feel like really confuses you? Um, well, so last year is when I started at Money, so it was the first time I really started thinking about these financial things yeah. every day. Um, but I was happy, uh, you know, enrolled in my 401k, got the employer match. That was really important to me. And I did that, learned all about it. And I also saved, like started my emergency savings account and got to a place that I'm pretty happy with. So those two things out of the way, That's I awesome. feel pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of what I still want to know, pretty much everything else about finance. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, you said I know more than you. I don't think that's true. But. You know a little bit more. Like we've talked about, I'm at like zero. You're at least at like a two or three, oh, which is like sure. pretty good a for two. money. Yeah. That's like you got to be, being at zero is not good in your bank account and anything. Well, <laughs> so. Just having the conversation is the good start. That's that's what you just need to start with. That's true. And Donna, you have been on the show before and you have a lot of great advice, especially for young people like Alicia and myself. And so was thinking about it. And I know that it's really easy to set a resolution for yourself like this, you know, in 2016, I'm going to make a budget or like I'm going to pay off my student loans and something kind of big and vague. What do you think makes it so difficult to t- keep those type of resolutions? And, and then 
what do you think makes a successful financial resolution? You just hit on it. When it's something is vague, it's really hard to figure out how you get there. Right. So I always say there's three things that you need to do to make a resolution stick. One, you want to make it simple. It can't be overwhelming to do. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is that a lot of money goals are not difficult to do. You want to make it specific. So, for example, Alicia said, I want to sign up for my 401k. That's very specific action step. It's not if it were larger. I want to start saving for retirement. Where do you start? 401k, very specific. And I think the other thing is it has to be soon, meaning you have to feel a payoff, right? Mm -hmm. You want to start feeling like that resolution is paying off. It's kind of like when you lose weight. It's kind of a bummer if it takes a long time Mm -hmm. to do. But if you see a pound go, it's very motivating. And, you know, with same with saving for retirement through a 401k, it comes out of your paycheck all the time. So you can start tallying how much you're saving. And then when the stock market goes up, then you're really happy right? because then you see it going up, which has been true the past couple of years. So I think that you've touched on a couple of things, which is one, needing to set something really specific and the idea that like it's not just I'm going to make a budget, but maybe budgeting certain areas or setting like a, a very specific monetary goal, like I'm only going to spend this much every month. But I also think you've touched on a couple of things, which there are a few things that people should be doing in general if they want to have a successful resolution. Like you should be looking at your paycheck every month or every two weeks or every week and seeing what's coming out of it. That is something that I do not do (laughs) and I need to start doing. But can you think of things like that that everyone should, you know, before we talk about resolutions, what are some like daily habits or weekly habits all of us should be doing? Alicia, maybe there are things that you are doing as someone who's at level two while I'm at zero (laughs) that will help us kind of create a foundation for successful resolutions. Yeah, I think one of the most important things um, I started this year was I signed up for paper bank statements and credit card statements. And so I get those once a month or whatever it is. And I like really force myself to sit down and go over, you know, kind of with a fine tooth comb everything. And it can be uncomfortable because I, you know, I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have spent $8 on this latte that one day. That probably (laughs) wasn't good. But then, you know, I can make a mental note for next time. And it is really uncomfortable. But I think having it in paper right in front of you has been really beneficial for me. And that's so counterintuitive for us because we're like, right. sign me up for automated this and get me the app and mm-hmm. send me the email. And But yeah, I, I actually just got an, I admit so much on the show, but I just got an overdue bill for one of my insurances. And I was like, it's because I never open my mail. Right. You and, forget about it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, this must be like a nice little reminder that I have insurance. And it's really a reminder that you have to pay for it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, that's one of the, the one of the simple things you can do is, is doing that. Or you can also just get a, a, a notebook, a paper log and mm-hmm. write down because sometimes you don't see the cash that comes out, too. And everyone's different. I, I use my debit card for everything. And, you know, you can see that in your paper statement, but you could also write it down as well. But I think what you're doing, Alicia, is so smart because you start to see the patterns emerging, mm-hmm. you know, and see. I'm a big fan of looking at, you know, where does my money go all? the time, mm-hmm. you know, like, am I just seeing a store and popping in? Or sometimes I overspend on gifts because I'm too mm-hmm. lazy to do it in advance. Mm-hmm. And like a birthday's coming up and oh my gosh, the holidays. And it just takes me, uh, you know, I do it the last minute. So I sacrifice time for convenience. And if, but then when I get my bank statement, I'm like, oh my gosh, I spent so much and I could have really saved. Yeah, absolutely. So we're sort of already getting into one of the resolutions that we talked about before, which is in the idea of budgeting, we talked about instead of saying, I'm going to 
start a budget. Maybe it's just I will look at my bank statement every week. And and how will that help with a budget-type resolution? Well, when you do that, when you look at your bank statement every week, again, I feel like it's it gives you a sense of the pattern. It gives you a sense of where is your money going? Because you can't really make a budget unless you know where how much is coming in mm-hmm. and where your money's going. But I don't like to give talk about it as a budget because that does sound terrible. Think about it as a spending plan. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to see where your spending is going. And I think that one thing that I think that really helps people too is once you do that, look at where the big purchases are. Sometimes Sometimes it's easier just to take like a big cut of something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very popular. We always write about this, Alicia, cutting your cable costs. You know, that's really expensive. So if you are still paying for something like that, look at that. Or your cell phone bill, often you can just renegotiate something like that. So look for the big stuff. And I just want to add one other thing that I think may help you stick to this kind of resolution. is having like a money buddy, somebody who mm-hmm. keeps you accountable. Maybe that could be us. Maybe we can be money <laughs> yeah, buddies sure. this year. Sure. You would motivate me for sure because you're on top of it. But that's so. I'm so the the level one resolution to me is I'm going to look at my bank statement every month, and that will help me sort of develop a plan, become aware of my spending, and my resolution is to become more money aware. What what is like the thing people can do to take that budgeting resolution to the next level? Maybe there are responsible people listening who do look at their bank statements every month. I applaud them. That's great. So then, what what's the next level? thing that they can do. Well, once you know where you, you know where your money is going, where your money leaks are, then you want to probably save more. So you have mm-hmm. to again go back to like the the goals like Alicia identified one of her goals is saving more, but you also identified a really important one which I think is true for a lot of young people is setting up an emergency savings account. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think about it as something for a crisis that you need to save money, but it's also for fun stuff, things you want to save for like a vacation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you don't have that money set aside. So I think what you want to do is when you identify where money is going and things that you can cut back, then figure out how you can redirect that money into savings for a goal. And I think it's good to start with an emergency savings fund. So you started one this year, Alicia, right? Right. So, so what like what went into that? What made you decide to do that? Kind of, can you tell me how you set that up and and what what that was what that's done for you in the last year? Sure. So I think um, this was the year I started my first full time job, and I just you know started becoming more aware of my finances and where all my money was going. And I think at one point I wanted to go home and realized I didn't have enough money for a plane ticket. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, it's not that expensive for a plane ticket. And it kind of was a big wake up call for me. So I started putting aside a little bit of money every month. But one thing I did, and I came across this in an interview about something else, but I like to use it for this, is called Ohio. We talked about this before. Which I love because I'm from Ohio. Well, I'm from Michigan. So, <laughs> oh, cool. so there's a rivalry. <laughs> Um, But it stands for only handle it once. And so it's kind of the thinking being as soon as you want to do something, do it and like be over with it. And I started applying that to my finances. So as soon as I get my paycheck, I'll put, you know, X amount of dollars in my savings account and just forget that they're there. And it's kind of like I don't think about them because I never really had that money to begin with because I Mm -hmm. immediately put it away. And so it's like this was something I knew was important for me. And I only wanted to handle it once and not think about it anymore. And like thinking about putting money into savings, like it doesn't have to be like $2,000 in your savings every month. Like, right. it, like can we can you talk a little bit about how much a little goes a long way in that sense? I know you have some, some cool information about 
that. A little does go a long way, and especially when you're young. If you think about it, as um, uh, as Alicia said, you know, it's sort of because I, th- I like to think of resolutions as just developing a new habit. Right? Mm-hmm. Habits are hard to break. Now you're in that habit, so you're o- you're going to continue to do that. But the money you put aside when you're young just grows, grows, grows. Mm -hmm. And so now you have your emergency savings. So that's not money that you want to spend, but it's going to be there for you. I think where you see it most powerfully are things for retirement because you have a really long time horizon. And there's a stat, I think we've talked before, before, Sam, Mm -hmm. that um, if you, the money that you save for retirement, if you put away, um, you know, 6% of your salary for five years from when you're 25 to 30, and you let that grow, You'll have more at age 65 than all the time, all, all that you would save between 30 and 65. Now, yes. that seems weird, right? But if it's the, called the power of compound interest, and it grows so much. The key is you can't touch it. Right. You have to leave it growing. But, the, you know, when you're in your 20s, you have a lot of time on your side. And you don't – less money works harder for you over that time period. And do you think, and maybe you can shed some light on this, is your emergency savings fund, is that like a separate bank account? Is that part of your savings account? Like, how did you set that up? Right. So for me, that's a completely separate account that I just got with my checking account. And Mm -hmm. that's completely separate from my 401k. So I have my 401k that's immediately deducted from my bank account by my, you know, when it happens. And then Mm -hmm. my savings emergency account is kind of, you know, I take that responsibility on myself, but I really have you know, made it a goal of mine. And I just put money aside. I don't touch it. And I try not to think about it. Yeah. And try not to look at it. Right. You know, <laughs> this goes number. back to one of the things we talked about, how to make a goal specific, that successful goals are often very specific goals. And there's a lot of behavioral research that shows it's important to separate what your goals are. And because you brought up something important, Sam, that, you know, there's emergency savings and there's things that you want to save for, for other things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's good not to mix the two. And there's behavioral research that shows that people who will, you know, label a savings account vacation fund or a car fund or home fund and then keep it separate from your emergency savings, they're more likely to hit those goals and not touch the money because they know I'm not going to use that money because I know I'm going to use it for this important purpose. Today's show is brought to you by The Message, an original science fiction podcast from Panoply and GE Podcast Theater. Hi, Nikki Tomlin here, and I'm the host of The Message. I'm going to take you into an elite cryptography think tank and check it out. Their top project right now is to decode a highly classified radio transmission from the 1940s. Have you listened to it yet? Not yet. Uh, We're having a discussion about that. But if I offered you the chance to listen to it right now... Uh, Sounds like a no. Well, we don't really know what it is. Voices, music, breathing... But, you know, I'm not going to mess with that thing. To sum it up, extraterrestrials. Subscribe to The Message on iTunes. Can you, and this is just something I feel like someone's told me you can do before, can you organize a savings account and break up like, okay, my savings account has $20 in it. And I want to I want to label five of those dollars as my emergency, starting my emergency account, 15 of those dollars as my vacation account. 
That adds up to 20. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, and I guess it starts with um, something that I think we've talked about and we'll probably talk about a little more is automating your savings, right? It's kind of right. onerous to like do it on your own and it takes, you know, that's a hard habit to, to keep up. But you can have the money directed to your savings account. And I, I'm a big fan of the online savings account because you mm-hmm. don't have ATMs often. So you can't, it's harder to get the money out, but they pay a little bit higher interest and it's just easy to, to automate. And then you can set up different accounts within it. So it's all within, you know, one institution. But then you can see, this is my vacation fund, this is my emergency fund, and whatever else fun stuff that you might want to save mm-hmm. for. So what I'm I, in the beginning, I was like, you can pick one resolution or all three. What I'm starting to realize is coming up with a budget and looking at your bank st- statement every month also leads into the second resolution, which we talked about, which is opening a separate savings account. Like, it's all sort of one thing. So that's I thought that it could be like, okay, I'm in a budget. But if you're budgeting, you're automatically going to save, which I didn't which I didn't think about. So let's talk a little bit more about investing because I never really thought about my 401k as investing. Like I just was like, oh, that's my retirement money. Like I just didn't, it didn't occur. I always think of investing like those, you know, men in suits that you see that you're like, I'm going to invest in the stock market and I'm an investor. And, you know, I don't think about ways that people like Alicia and myself, young people can invest. So I don't know if you have a lot of investments that you've made, Alicia, or if it's just me that, like, I don't even know what I'm investing in or what? No. Um, so I have my 401k, and that's pretty much it for now. But I think what you hit upon is really important, right, that you think it's these men in suits, like, you know, going off and doing this. Yeah. And it's not, right? It can be any of us, even, you know, 23, 24-year-olds, which I think is really important because there's a lot of research out there that says that women don't start investing until later in life. And I think a lot of that has to do with confidence. It has to do with, you know, you don't know everything about it, so you just don't even want to do it. You don't want to attempt it. But it's really important, I think, for us being so young to kind of just get over that kind of, like, mm-hmm. educate ourselves a little bit and just, you know, go for it because that's what our male colleagues are doing. Yeah, you bring up a really good point, Alicia. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of research on that, that, you know, women versus men and gender and how it influences and women, ironically, are actually better savers, and they tend to put more into their 401k, but men end up with <clears throat> larger bank account or larger um, nest eggs. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because, uh, like it or not, men still earn more money, unfortunately, and, and in general. But also, as Leisha pointed out, you know, you may start early, but women often may take more time out of the workforce, mm-hmm. either to care for someone. It could be a child, an elderly person, an ill parent. And so women tend to have periods of time out of the workforce, which does two things. You're not making money during a particular time, but also when you come back in, you're probably not making as much. Mm -hmm. That's true. So I just want to make sure we've outlined like the three things we've talked about. The first resolution you can make, level one resolution, I'm going to look at my bank statement every month. Level two resolution, following that, I'm going to open a separate savings account. And then level three is I will increase my 401k contribution. So you at least want to be at the matching point, right? That's and right. then you can go past that. Yeah, and this doesn't, it's actually pretty easy to do. So usually when you're enrolled automatically, like most people are today, and Leisha and, and Sam, you probably were both automatically enrolled in mm-hmm. your 401k, which wasn't always the case before. You're usually automatically enrolled at a pretty low rate, like 3%. And so it's up to you to, you know, every day say you're increase, sorry, increase it. So you want to get up to the match, which generally is about 6%. And the match mm-hmm. is the company giving you free money, which is really great yeah. to, they match literally 
what you are contributing. So you want to get there. And then if you can, start increasing like 1% a year of your paycheck. It's not that much. It's really not that much. And to go back to the other point, too, this is you know where people first get their experience with investing. You can, it's, it's, it can be really easy. Most uh, people invest in or many young people invest in target date funds. Be curious, Alicia, do you know, are you investing your 401k in a target date fund? Or do you, are you more like an index fund? <laughs> you know, I don't remember. I do know, though, that I have to go back and kind of redo it because I do, actually don't think I'm at the full employer match yet. I think I kind of told myself I'd put that off, and then it's been on my perpetual to-do list. So, so maybe this is your resolution. You're going to hit the match. Yeah, because it, it, it is. It's kind of like you know, a raise almost that you're getting from your employer or like additional salary, right? If they're yeah. giving you a dollar for dollar match, you know, that's more money you could have. Another another resolution people probably have this year is some is something relating to student loans. So whether it's that they're going to pay all of them off, they're going to get half of them done this year, like what can you do? Maybe you think you're going to pay it off in 10 years, but maybe people want to speed that up. How can they speed that up and 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 get those loans off their plates? Well, I think it's a really important question that comes up a lot, right? You know, you're young, you have student loans, you're trying to save for retirement. Gee, what do I do first? And I think that the answer is to you want to do both. You want to pay off your student loans and you want to start saving for a retirement. So don't one doesn't have they should happen at the same time. But the thing with student loans is if you have a federal student loan, it's generally is probably at a fairly low rate. So a fairly you know, low what rate? Uh, I'm sorry, a low interest rate because you get a loan and then you know the bank wants to give you the money because until you pay it back, they're going to make interest. They're going to okay. make money on you paying it back. Okay. So, but it's a fairly low rate if it's a federal loan. Now, if you have a private loan at a very high rate, and I'm thinking high would be say more than twelve percent. All right, here's a good venture. Here's a good rule of thumb. High interest rate, should you save for retirement? Should you save or should you pay down debt? Pay down high interest rate debt. And high interest rate debt is generally going to be, you know, eight, 10 or more percent. Okay. And I use that rule of thumb because generally um, investments average about seven, eight percent return a year. So you're going to, you're not going to get ahead putting money in the stock market if you're paying like twice as much to pay down your credit card. Okay. I understand what you're saying. So, so then how, what can people do to, as maybe part of their budget, as maybe part of whatever they can do every month or every two months to, to speed up? Maybe I missed it when you said that, but no, to speed up yeah. their, their, their paying off those loans or what, what can they? Right. So if you have that student loan mm-hmm. and then it's sort of, so it's going back to the first resolution, you know, looking at where your money is going. Mm-hmm. And so if you identify something that is costing, so you, you're probably already paying your student loan because you can't not pay it. You have yeah. to pay that. But what you want to do is probably try to pay more of it off. So mm-hmm. speed it up because you then you reduce the interest that you pay on that. So here's what you should do. Build up your emergency savings, do your student loan, and then sign up for your 401k, which doesn't have to be much. You, you can do all that. But if you are doing that and you find you have extra things that you won't miss that won't make your life difficult, and you'll be able to identify that because you're looking at your bank statement mm-hmm. frequently, direct some of that toward toward your student loan. Pay extra so you could pay it off sooner. So maybe the resolution is reallocate one brunch a month to your student <laughs> loan payment or something like something where you can think of like, that to me would be really tangible. Like, you know, like once a month when someone invites me to brunch, I'm going to say no and take that 20 bucks and put it in my savings account. Something right. like that that you can really – I can really see that in my head. Like I know exactly where I was that I could have put that into savings and spent that in 10 years as opposed to having an omelet 
just, you know, right. last weekend. And, and do that at the beginning of the month, right? Don't wait for the brunch to happen and you don't go and then put it in, but do it immediately and, you know. Ohio. Ohio, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but so I did that, for example, this month. I buy a MetroCard every week. An, an unlimited MetroCard is like $31, I think. Yes. Um, but I'm going home for a week for the holiday and I won't need a MetroCard. So I immediately, at the beginning of the month, put the $31 in my savings account, which is not a lot of money, oh, but I, like I think, like, I know eventually that'll help a little bit. Yeah, that's I mean, impressive. Thirty-one dollars is that's three or four lunches, and in ten years that'll be like ten lunches or something like that. I Hopefully. think in terms of food, like that's how <laughs> I think of interest. I like think of a, like little interest is fries, big interest is a burger, huge interest is a whole meal well, or something you, like if that. If you add up, I like to think in terms of that's my one of my biggest money leaks is spending money on lunch because I'm lazy and it's yeah. easy. There's lots I'm of good so food. Lazy. But mm-hmm. think about it. I mean, especially here in New York, you're spending, you know minimum five dollars if you're eating out for lunch probably ten bucks yeah really and you're doing that find it it's a couple thousand dollars a year so the last thing i want to do is hear what your fi- i've already told you i'm not 110 percent confident what my fa- financial resolution is this year so maybe you guys will inspire me but i am curious what you guys are gonna resolve to do in 2016 since you're the money experts and maybe i will model myself after you so donna you can you can start <laughs> i'll go with a little irony you know personal finance people are aware of what they need to do but it's sort of like the cobbler who doesn't have good shoes you know mm-hmm. i would like to work with a financial advisor this year i've done it in the past and i think it's good to have a checkup right you go to the doctor every year mm-hmm. and you know uh, and they they tell you you know how you're doing um, and things you might need to fix I'm going to go to a financial advisor and say, how am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, am I meeting my goals? Some things have changed. Uh, I have a son who's no longer in preschool, so now he gets public school. There's, I have extra money now from the tuition I used to pay. What should mm-hmm. I do with that? How am, I, how am I doing? Um, and the other thing that's really nice is that there's a lot of low – this is a nice trend that there's a lot of lower-cost investment advice out there. Mm-hmm. And you can probably get it three or 401K. Um, you can get good advice for anybody. And uh, just, you know, think about a one-time uh, – financial checkup. I like that. I like thinking of it like a doctor's checkup. Sometimes you just need a professional opinion. Like we can only do so much. We can only understand so much (laughs) from Google. And sometimes you need someone who like has a degree in it to give you some insight. Okay, Alicia, what is yours? I'm going to just copy it. Okay. (laughs) So we already agreed I'm going to increase my 401k contribution. So I will definitely do that. At least get the employer match and hopefully a little bit more. But my big one, it's kind of It's not very responsible, but it's to save up for a vacation with friends. So this year I went on, like, one vacation, but it was two days. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really count, right? It was, like, a weekend away. So I really want to save up and go somewhere outside of New York and just, you know, relax and and pay for everything myself. That's that's a really good one. I think my my first resolution, like, my January-February resolution has to be to, like, look at every account I have, look at my 401k account, look at my paychecks, like look at my bank account, write all the passwords and usernames down and kind of get get my feet on the ground with like all my different things. I'm trying to think what my, what my real resolution will be. I'd love to save for a vacation, but I think that you're at level two and I'm at level zero. So I don't <laughs> think I'm there yet. Well, um, I, I do think, though, to go back to one other point that we said earlier, you know, you should reward yourself. Mm-hmm. Saving is a good thing, you yeah. know, and it doesn't all have to be for things that you won't see in 30 years, you know, yeah. like retirement. I think that's very motivating to save for, yeah. for something like that. 
Yeah, I know my my friend is getting married. One of my best friends is getting married in October, so she's going to have a lot of events. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe my goal will be that I save up enough that I can spend that whole weekend the hotel, whatever goes into that, all by myself. Think about it this way, right? If you save up money for something like that, then you don't have to put the money on your credit card. So it's going to actually save you money to save specifically for for your vacation. That's true, and then that's a very specific goal that I can keep in mind, and and that's pretty much the whole year. So October is a, a while away, so I have time <laughs> to get. <laughs> my passwords and all things like that. Well, you guys have made talking about money really fun, which I never think is possible. I've really enjoyed Donna having you on the show again and Alicia having someone young on my team to talk money with. I'm sure. Um, you both are very inspiring, and hopefully that this inspires people to set their own financial resolutions for the new year. And I know that they can go to to moneytime.com slash money or money.com. If you just do money.com, you'll find us. Okay. And they have great advice and they really spell it out really well for you guys. So thank you again for your time. And I'll look forward to checking in with you guys in the new year. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thank you so much to everyone for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Jason Gambrell. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and review on iTunes and grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.